Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while working from home, homeschooling the kids. Just download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. And if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Republican Kansas Attorney General candidate Chris Kobach announced earlier this month that he has filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration over its controversial vaccine mandate for businesses with over 100 employees in his announcement Secretary, former Secretary of State Kobach said, quote, we need a halt to Biden's mandate unless the issues are fully litigated and resolved. Anything less will deny liberties to Americans and will impose vulnerable costs on American businesses. I, by the way, cannot say how much I agree with that statement. Joining us now to discuss the status of his suit is our former Secretary of State, Chris Kobach. Chris, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Great to be with you, John. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're with the family. Uh, you and I and those kids spent lots of hours on that Kobach Hartman bus during the governor's yes, campaign. I hope the kids are all good. You had good turkey and everything for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Still still working on digesting it, I think. But uh, <laughs> it was great. Well, please give them my regards. Tell them I, I, I think yeah, I, will. Fondly, I love your your daughters and your wife. Uh, you know, as you know, my mother cared, loved your wife. So please give yeah, them my we were, regards. We were just talking about your mom uh, tonight, actually. Aww, so. Great woman. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, let me I don't ask. Know what happened to her son, though. But anyway, I guess, uh... <laughs> well, you know, hey, she 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 brought raised a good solid conservative, so she didn't do that. Yes, she bad. did. She did it. Yeah, she at least did that. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, Chris. You filed this lawsuit in your role as chief counsel for the Alliance for Free Citizens. You said in a, in the press release that you'd petitioned the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals on behalf of two North Dakota companies that believe the mandate is unconstitutional. Uh, again, I, I agree completely with that. Can you explain 
how the mandate's unconstitutional, because a lot of people say it is. I'm curious what you see is unconstitutional about it. Sure. Yeah, there's actually three reasons it's unconstitutional. But one is that OSHA is an arm of the federal government, and OSHA was created by Congress. And so, and OSHA was created in the only way Congress can do what OSHA does, which is, of course, regulate the, occup- the, the workplace for safety and hazards, is to uh, operate through the interstate commerce power. In other words, it has to be, ha- has to be regulating interstate commerce. And the Supreme Court in the uh, NFIB versus Sebelius case, that was the, the Obamacare case, said you can't, the federal government can't regulate people when they're not doing anything and try to force them to do it. I mean, it, that's almost a, a direct quote from the opinion uh, by Chief Justice Roberts. And it was actually the really good part of the opinion. And that's exactly the problem that OSHA has, because they're trying to regulate people who are not taking the vaccine and trying to get them to make a, con- a commercial transaction, which is namely uh, a, a subsidized purchase of the vaccine. And that's the ultimate problem. That precedent is a huge roadblock <clears throat> for OSHA. And so that's why it's unconstitutional. There are two other reasons it's unconstitutional, and that is the, um, the free exercise clause of individuals who uh, do not want to take the vaccine. You might say, well, wait, Chris. Uh, those individuals, according to this OSHA rule, uh, the employer may choose to allow them to test every week and to wear a mask every moment they're in the workplace. The problem with that is that the individual has to pay for the tests. And many people may not know this. If if they've had a test, you know, if their insurance covered it, they didn't pay it. But if you, if it's not for a medical necessity, the, the insurance companies won't cover it. And the average COVID test is 148 bucks, or the median test, I should say. And the cheapest COVID test is 20 bucks. So even at the cheap end, if you're doing a test every week, that's $1,040 a year. If you're doing it at the median price, that's $7,600 a year. And you're basically being taxed. You're being forced to pay a fee in order to exercise your First Amendment religious freedom. So we feel we have a really strong argument there that they, they can't just brush aside people with valid religious liberty claims and say, yeah, don't worry, you just you pay 7000 bucks and you'll be fine. And then the last claim is that it violates our liberty interests. Uh, Supreme Court has held in many cases that you have a right to refuse unwanted medical treatment based on your liberty in the 14th and 5th Amendment, and that's exactly what this is. Well, uh, and it's an unwanted medical treatment. Isn't there also something about the fact that he set that standard at 100 businesses? So I, I, this is, must be a genius bug because it only it's only effective when you're walking in the restaurant from the you know, not not at the table, but only when you're walking right, to the table. Right. And you know, there's all these little criteria where COVID the the bug gets you. But I think there has to be something to be said about the fact that they're exempting businesses with fewer than a hundred employees. That well, that, that in and of itself yes. seems like it's picking winners and losers. Yes, and in fact, we make that argument as well. In addition to violating the Constitution in at least three ways. The OSHA statute from back in 1970, when Congress created OSHA and Nixon signed the bill, that statute says OSHA can only issue an emergency rule like this when it is necessary and there is a grave emergency. And we and there are other cases, there are multiple cases challenging OSHA, have been arguing there's no necessary, there's there's no reason why 100 is a magical number. Why is it more justifiable with 100 versus 95? If it's that grave, it should be every business. Right. And of course, it's not that grave. And that's the other point we make <laughs> is that uh, when OSHA does this, by the way, there's only been nine emergency rules OSHA has ever attempted to implement in the in the 50 year history of the agency, more than 50 years. And six of the nine have been struck down. So they have a pretty high hurdle to, to raise to meet. And the it's not necessary. It's not an emergency because they waited two years into the crisis. They you know, 
the COVID crisis began when? You know, December, January right. of, 19, uh, of 1920, of not, you know, 20, 2019 and 2020. And so here we are two years later, and OSHA says, oh, emergency, emergency. We have to use our emergency powers. Hardly. Right. Uh, the vaccines have been available for a, a year, and it's, it, it, it's now way beyond the emergency stage. And so we make that argument as well. We're very confident that at the end of the day, uh, we'll win this case. There have been several suits combined. So in addition to my suit representing the private businesses, you have a couple of attorneys general uh, from uh, Missouri, Texas, uh, who are filing lawsuits, also one from Florida. And you have a number of other private businesses. And there was a lottery, which many people may not know. Um, when you have a situation like this where multiple circuits have multiple cases all dealing with the same regulation, the federal statute that applies here says that there will be a lottery to pick one circuit where all the cases will be consolidated. And that happened a week and a half ago, and it was all consolidated in the Sixth Circuit, which is based in Ohio. And uh, that's a good thing because the judges of the Sixth Circuit are pretty good, um, pretty um, originalist in their look at the Constitution, not activist judges. So I think we're going to do well. You know, and yet everything you've said it makes sense. It's logical. And yet... The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, is still telling businesses to ignore the lawsuits, ignore the fact that OSHA has actually issued a stay on the mandate because of the judge's order. She's, right. te- she's telling businesses to go ahead and enforce the mandate anyway. It's just it seems that it's so counterintuitive what they're trying to do. It's, it's just I, and again, we want people we don't want people to get sick. We don't want people to get covid. But at the same time, you have to balance that with people's right to make their own personal medical decisions. Yeah, and and the employer's right to you know look at his own business and say, okay, this is how I think in our business we can best deal with COVID, maybe by separating employees. Employers all across this country have made those decisions, have decided, hey, here's how we can make our workplace a little safer or, or deal with the issue. For the federal government to come in and say, we have declared that the only solution is vaccinating the entire workforce or making you know, people test every week. That's ridiculous. You yeah. know, Americans, we, we, we respect the private rights of the individual and respect the private business's uh, rational ability to make decisions for itself. We're talking with former Secretary of State Chris Kobach. Uh, I know before the uh, special session, you testified before the, the Kansas the Legislative Special Committee that was drafting the bill that was basically the initial product that they ended up kind of tweaking a little bit before they passed it. But during your testimony, you urged lawmakers to pass legislation barring employers from following the federal requirements, as well as measures preventing businesses from unilaterally imposing vaccine mandates themselves. Ultimately, the legislature didn't go with either of those things. Do you think they didn't go far enough? Were you happy with their final product? Yeah, I I kind of, uh, in my testimony, I laid out what the ideal solution would be which would be to simply say no employers can enforce vaccine mandates in Kansas. And then I said, well, if you're not going to do that, then you should at least uh, grant an exemption to anybody who seeks a religious free exercise uh, reason for rejecting the vaccine. And they did do that. And I also said that employers should be liable uh, if they force their employees. Uh, they chose not to do that. Uh, but I said, they're, you know, they're graduated steps. They took one of the steps I recommended um, I do think they should go further. I mean, the, the legislation that was passed uh, it, this past week was great. I mean, it's a, it's a huge relief. Employers, employees all across Kansas can can say they should know. And I assume you've already talked. Well, you may not have talked about it yet, but on the show, but 
um, they should know that the law says that you can assert a religious religious based exemption based on your free exercise of religion or based on your conscientious objection. Right. It doesn't yes. have to be based on religion. And your employer cannot question it. Yeah, it that's the accepted. that's the FJB. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without without going into any details, that's the yeah, Joe Biden yeah. doesn't have the authority to tell me to get a shot excuse. Yeah, that's let's go Brandon. You know. Yeah, that's and, the let's then, go Brandon excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well and then the other one, the other good thing in the bill is in the law now is that uh, if you have a medical reason that you don't think it would be good for you and your your doctor agrees or even a nurse practitioner agrees, all you need is a note from a doctor or some other medical uh, person who, who can you know vouch for you saying that you should not get the vaccine. So there are two very wide exemptions that every Kansan should feel able to take you make use of right now. Hopefully, uh, when the legislature gets into its normal session in January, they'll consider going further. But at least at this stage, they wanted to do something that the governor would sign and that would get uh, a strong majority in both houses. So they got that far. I think it's a, a good, you know, good start, and uh, it'll give some ba- badly needed relief to Kansans. Chris, I, I know we've got to let you go, but I, I do have to take a moment to congratulate you. I saw you recently received the endorsement from Sec- Senator Ted Cruz in your uh, campaign for attorney general. Uh, that's a that's a huge one. I mean, he won Kansas for Republicans in our he took our uh, our, our uh, what's a caucus, I guess, is what I was looking for. Yes. But but how's the campaign going so far? It's going really well. And I was really honored to have Senator Cruz's endorsement. I mean, especially because he used to be solicitor general of Texas, which is basically the person right below the attorney general who argues the cases. And that's the reason he endorsed me. He, you know, he said that we need an attorney general who will be taking the fight to the Biden administration. And while there are a handful of attorney generals who are doing that, most of them are not. And so he, you know, I have experience in this and he recognized it. And that was really kind of him to give me the endorsement. The campaign's going well. We, we had a poll or a, a poll was done, I should say, um, about two, two or three months ago. And it had me up in the primary by about 30 percentage points. So Really, really pleased with that. Um, you know, I, things are going well. Well, if folks are interested, if they want to get more information or donate or volunteer, it's chriskobach.com. That's with K's on both the K, the Chris, yeah. and the and the Kobach. Best yeah. of luck to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and Heather and the kids. And uh, I wish you all the best, my friend. Uh, right back at you, and thanks for having me. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, Congressman Ron Estes will join us to discuss President Biden's Build Back Broke legislation. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk will be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.